Welcome to the podcast. My name is Allie Helton, and I'm a STEM Blazers alumni and volunteer. STEM Blazers has provided me with encouragement and support during my high school and college education. I'm also super passionate about helping young girls find their confidence in STEM fields. And my name is Vivan Vovan. I am also a STEM Blazers alumni and volunteer while I'm currently pursuing my engineering degree at Colorado School of Mines. Um, similar to Ali, STEM Blazers has supported and inspired me throughout my high school and college career. And truly, I would not be where I am today without them. And I'm extremely excited to be a host this season. With that being said, let's introduce our first guest of the season, Connie Tom. Connie has earned her doctorate in nursing degree, DPN, as a registered nurse RN and works as a certified emergency nurse and pediatric primary care nurse practitioner. Connie has always been interested in health sciences and always wanted to serve people in some way. That is when she applied for the nursing school at the University of Pennsylvania. After college, she worked as an emergency nurse until she decided working with and helping children was her true passion. She applied to the University of Washington and was accepted into their pediatric primary care program. We are excited to talk to her about her education and what it took for her to get where she is today. Hi, Connie. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Hello, I'm well. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're really excited to have you. Um, And so we wanted to start off by asking, um, so we know that you went from being an emergency nurse and then you realized you had this passion for pediatric um, care. So like, what was it like going through school and then, um, you know, working as an emergency nurse and then ultimately changing your mind? I know that can be like very scary to some people to to change Mm -hmm. paths. Um, How did you handle it? And do you have any advice for someone who's a bit unsure of their career path? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that I don't necessarily see it as a complete uh, different career path because I think they do go hand in hand um, in terms of emergency care and primary care. So, if anything, I feel like my experience as an emergency nurse fueled my passion for primary care because primary care is where a lot of the preventative care is, where it prevents um, issues from happening, prevents emergency. And and I think with the right counseling, with the right education and teaching, with um, relationships, built with families and kids, um, it can actually prevent a lot of emergencies. And so um, I think that it, it definitely, uh, the experience of being an emergency nurse fueled and helped me um, get a lot of passion for becoming a primary care provider. Yeah. And I, I really like what you said about how it goes hand in hand and how, you know, if you work in the pediatric care, you could help prevent a lot of those emergency situations. Like it makes a lot of sense, but I don't know why I never thought of that. <laughs> so another question we had for you was how was your family while you pursued those degrees in college? Were they supportive? Um, was it difficult for you? Um, I think initially when I pursued nursing, um, my family was actually not very supportive of me pursuing um, a degree in health sciences. And I think they had good intentions. Um, I think that they felt like they didn't want me to experience a lot of life's tragedies through, you know, healthcare, seeing people sick and sometimes with, you know, terminal illnesses where, you know, even having to witness death, I think that they, my mom especially didn't want me to have to endure that type of burden because um, it is hard emotionally and and also just even physically we're exposed to a lot of illnesses, right? With COVID-19, it's very relevant today just having to be in the front lines and being exposed. And so my mother really much preferred that I have an easy um, office job, very good husband, nice husband, um, and kind of not have to handle um, some of the more difficult aspects of working in healthcare. Um, but I think ultimately, 
uh, like the career that I choose is my job, right? I no one else can work for me. No one can else can live my life for me. And so I think really I'm just encouraging my family that hey, this is like my passion. And and over time they were able to see how much joy it brought me and how passionate I was in that career. Um, and so. I think um, with that, you know, they've accepted and um, been supportive since um, they've been able to see how well I've done in the career. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that, like, that's something I struggled with, too, is, like, uh, am I, like, going to pursue a career to make my parents happy? Or is this something that I actually want to do? And, like, especially, it's, it's, it's especially hard when you're, you know, living under the roof and, you want to pursue your passions, but they want you to go a different path. And I think I think it's great to hear that, like once once they see how happy you are, that things do get better and like it works out. <laughs> yeah, I come from a completely different side where um, engineering was not ever pushed on me, but definitely encouraged. Um, and I think that even fueled it a little bit more. I think that being having my parents be something that. They had no experience with the, neither of them are engineers at all, but being super excited for me to pursue that, I think is a totally different perspective, but I think it's super cool to see how those different perspectives, you having, um, Connie, a family that wasn't as, it was a little apprehensive versus my family who was super gung-ho for me to do engineering. I think it's totally different to see that we both have the same passions for our fields and so that it truly is what you're passionate about and what you're looking to do with your life like you said um that it's not what uh, surrounds you that makes you the best that you are it's who you want to be that and doing something that you want to do that makes you the best earlier you're mentioning how your mom uh, and your parents didn't want you to like um you know have to deal with those tragedies that may occur or like there there are times where it's rough in the medical field did you have like any apprehensions because of that? Or like when you do go through those hard times, how do you put yourself in a better mindset and, um, you know, get past those tragedies? I think it can definitely be challenging. Um not having full family support, um, but also experiencing those harsh realities of life, seeing people sick, seeing um people in very hard situations and tough situations and not being able to really help them. Um, Especially as an emergency nurse, I feel like some of the things that we do for people are very temporary, right? Like, you know, maybe a homeless person comes in and we help them with their rash, but we, we don't solve the root issues, right? We don't, we can't give them a home. We can't give them a job. And ultimately um, they might not be able to access the medicine they need to, you know, cure whatever they need. Um, I think it is tough seeing those things. It's very frustrating too, because it's like, I'm, I definitely don't feel like I'm saving a life. Um, but I, I do remember that, you know, I, I do my best and, and, trying to just do what I can. And that's part of the reason why I want to go into primary care is, is being able to um, establish relationships and really um, provide education that hopefully makes a more profound difference than, than more small um, interactions, more than just like maybe a one visit um, interaction, but having uh, multiple and being able to counsel in a way that can really transform people's health. Um, in terms of going through um, those harsh realities, I think 
I'm just remembering um, that I'm doing my best that um, trying to just go the extra mile to care for them. I think kindness can make a really big difference in, in these people's lives when they're experiencing sometimes the worst day of their life. Um, and remembering the rewarding moments of people who thank you, people who say that, yeah, like, you know, that extra word of encouragement made a difference to me. And so um, just remembering the positive parts as well. Definitely. I think that's a really good perspective to look at it as the rewarding parts over all these struggles. I think that can be applied to any um position that you're working in in any field that um, there's always going to be an uphill battle, but always focusing on the um, the rewarding parts or the parts that you are really proud about will keep your passion sparked for that rather than letting the, the negatives kind of get you down. Yeah, for sure. And um, when we were, when we were reading your bio, we saw that you, you wanted to keep your your mind open and your options open and not not feel like you had to stick to one thing. So how is the how's the medical field different from any other field that you've considered? Um, and especially since you're just starting with your um, your pediatric primary care position. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Some of the things I considered before um, were business, uh, engineering. Um, I thought about being an interior designer. Um, I definitely explore different options. And I think it is important to be open, especially when you're young and going into college. It's like, wow, like there, there are lots of options and sometimes ones that we didn't never might've thought of. Um, I think that, um, what is unique about going into health sciences is the combination of, um, the fascinating health sciences integrated with serving people and building relationships, um, I think that it's very unique in being able to um, be a part of people's um, lives and sometimes very vulnerable um, parts of their lives. And they give you trust um, very um, openly. And, and I think that is something that is very unique to the field. And because they handed so much trust to you, I think that makes me feel like I'm in that much more special of a role to care for them, to provide them with um, health counseling, advice, treatment, um, illness management, whatever it is. I think that that gives me even more passion to take care of them because it's like, wow, you you trust me and I want to serve you even more. And I know we talked a lot about your professional career, Connie, but I think we wanted to ask you a few more questions about what your time in post-high school education looked like. And I know that you spent a lot of time there. So do you have any advice for young adults applying or pursuing these post-high school educations? Um, Well, I think it's okay to have an area of interest. So in high school, if you know that you have an area that you're interested in, I think it's okay to pursue that. But then also, again, like we were what we were talking about, if there is something else that pops up, I think it's also important to be open and explore that, hey, like maybe um, a change in path might actually be best for me or best fit for my life goals and um, and being open minded, um, being um, willing to to learn and explore and learn from your peers. I think when you are um, post high school and college, there's there's so much you can learn from your peers as well and, and from different people's backgrounds and kind of learning from that and letting that also um, 
help you um, in your journey of growing and learning and finding your area of interest. I mean, like we touched on earlier, I think it's um, super nice to have that idea, but let it be known that it's okay to explore other options and have all these other branches that, um, and that it's okay to change your mind if you do. I think that um, that is something that's super awesome to, that I think you can preach about really well is that it was okay to, you had this general idea, but it was okay to change your mind later on after you had Mm -hmm. done um, this, spent this time learning about this position. So I think that was a really good perspective. And I know like, especially when you're unsure, like when you're just trying to navigate through, you know, right after high school and just trying to navigate what you want to do, it can be tricky. Did you have a mentor at all, Connie, that like helped guide you through your education? And if so, like how did it benefit you? And yeah. I think mentors are always very important. Um, And I think as you go through school and life, you can also have multiple mentors in different areas of your life, too. Um, I think in guiding a lot of my college degree and college pathway, um, I'm thankful for mentors that um, talked about um, the different options. And, you know, um, the person who connected me with STEM Blazer, um, Deborah Chandler, she was a mentor to me from Reach Scholars Foundation and her husband, um, Arm, as well, um, just guiding me through the options of what is out there, what to consider, and something um, that I took away that was very valuable for me is doing informational interviews, um, being able to um, explore people's positions and roles through informational interviews. So if you're curious about someone's career in um, mechanical engineering, then talk to the professional, you know, have a list of questions um, that you want to talk about and and then ask them for an informational interview and and get to know um, how they got to where they are, because I think you can learn a lot from their journey and their path. And I, and I love learning um, about each person's unique story. And so I think um, through doing those, you can, um, you can learn a lot and, and figure out your own journey. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of different mentors um, throughout, throughout um, high school, college, and um, even now, I, I think it's very important and um, finding the mentor that um, is willing to make time for you and and just even just have conversations and um, you can ask them questions about where they're at, um, what they might suggest in terms of um, next steps. They can really help um, find opportunities um, to help you grow. Yeah. And I'm like, super grateful too that you provided, you know, some some steps or like how to approach the conversation because I know like when I was coming out of high school and I was really shy and I didn't know how to talk to people, like it's it's hard to figure out how to approach and like get a mentor so Mm -hmm. thank you for that and yeah yeah, thank you for your insight that was really helpful so thank you connie for answering those first few questions we will take a quick break right now and then we'll come right back hi i'm wendy merchant founder and executive director of stem blazers we hope you are enjoying the podcast We would love to have you rate and review this podcast and help us grow our audience to reach more listeners. Another great way you can support us is to get your STEM Blazers podcast swag. Just go to www.stemblazers.org, select store at the top, and you can get your mug, beanie, or sticker. Thank you for helping us spread the word and supporting this podcast. 
One of the things that we wanted to ask you after um, getting to know you a little bit is what does success look like for you? And what do you think that defines somebody as they're going through their professional career? Mm. I think success is doing what you're most passionate for. Um, I think if you are working in an area that brings you lots of joy and that you find refreshing and that you look forward to, um, and that you also is an area where you can constantly learn and grow, I think that is success. Definitely. And so I noticed that something that you really value is time. For the listeners who are unsure of what they want to do or like um, they're still in the process of trying to figure that out, how can they most efficiently and effectively use their time while searching for that passion? Mm. Yeah, I like to say that time is one of your most precious commodity because once time has passed, it's gone. You know, Once you spend it, it's gone. So it's important to make the most of your time, especially when you're young, because I think also being a student, um, having a student status is very unique because I think a lot of professionals, a lot of um uh, people established in their career want to help students. And so when you say you're a student eager to learn, like people love that. And so um, I think talking to people um, can help you identify more of the areas of what might be fitting for you. Um, sometimes it's not always about being most efficient because I think everyone has their own journey. And sometimes it takes like um, exploring and kind of, you know, trial and error to, to really find out what that area of interest is or passion is. Um, and so I think being able to explore, being able to talk to people helps, um, figure, helps you figure that out. Yeah, for sure. All right. And we wanted to go back a little bit to what you were doing right now with your career, but um, could you give us a little bit more insight of what it looks like to be a doctor in a nursing degree versus just a registered nurse and what it kind of looked differently as you got there? Mm, yeah. Um, so I just completed my degree of doctor of nursing practice or DNP in pediatric primary care. Um, it is a very different role um, to be in a provider role versus a registered nurse. Um, as a nurse, um, I am more um, on, at the bedside, um, following orders and, and doing constant assessment and kind of relaying back and forth, being an advocate um, for the patient to say to the doctor, hey, like, oh, their blood pressure is not doing so well right now. Should we do something about that? Or, you know, hey, they're not feeling very well. Could we uh, maybe order some more pain medicine? So I think... Um, uh, there's, I'm more of a middleman in terms of going back and forth between patient and, and the provider, but also following orders. Um, in the provider role, I think I'm more I'm doing more direct care in the sense that I am making orders, kind of really figuring out the course of um, illness management and treatment. Um, I am prescribing medications. I'm making diagnoses. I'm making up, making a follow-up plan and really helping um, to guide the care of this patient. Um, I might also be connecting them with other providers like in different specialties or other um, programs to help them um, get the help they need. Yeah, I think a really good way to look at it is as um, a different kind of role of what you're taking. You're taking that steps to make sure that something doesn't happen in the future for them. And I think that that's really noble. And I think that's really awesome that that's something that you could kind of get perspective on be going from emergency care to um, practitioner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're definitely like a baddie. <laughs> like you're so cool. <laughs> I like every... 
I just think nurses are amazing, and I have um I have some family members too that are that are nurses, and just hearing like all the amazing work you guys do and how you help people every time I'm just like you guys are the coolest people I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have friends as well who are trying to get into the medical field or nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it's it's pretty competitive. Uh, so, do you yeah. have any tips on like how to stand out or? Any advice on that application process? Sure. Um, yeah, I think uh, so. I think medical and um, nursing can be also very different paths, even within healthcare, right? So you have medical school where you have to apply and attend for additional four years, and might have some four years of residency and um, fellowships. And I think that um, that path can be very challenging if if um, because it's like a 10 plus year commitment. Um, and then you have the nursing pathway where um, nursing as like a BSN, a bachelor's of nursing, science of nursing can be part of your undergrad. And so you can graduate college with a nursing degree um, and you may or may not necessarily have to pursue um, an advanced degree. Um, but if you do, it, it would be more um, to become a nurse practitioner, but you can also become a clinical nurse specialist. They can be both very different in terms of standing out. I think just pursuing, you know, activities that um, help you, you know, find more about um, the career or um, helps you understand yourself better too. just doing activities like community service or job shadowing um, at a hospital um, to see what that area might be like if you were to work there full time um, and just doing things that you find yourself passionate for, then you'll end up doing it well. Um, and, and that will stand out in your applications. Thank you. I'll, I'll definitely tell them to come listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good perspective to kind of see, like, I think it applies to any position, but putting yourself out there and, and taking the opportunities to get as many connections and um, as many opportunities to show what you are doing and um, how skilled you are at what you're doing um, always benefits in the, in the professional place. Yeah, 100%. The last question I was going to ask is, what is something that you learned throughout your education that you think would benefit the young adults listening? Mm. I feel like I'm a little bit of a broken record in saying like, oh, you need to like be true to yourself and like, you know, find your passion and don't let others define that because I mean, that is really true because I think that I know of people who um, pursue things that they set their mind to more out of stubbornness or out of um out of like wanting to please parents and then they end up not very happy um, in that path. And so I think it really is important to find um, an area that you really enjoy. And um, and sometimes it will take some time in exploring to find that, but, um, but don't be afraid to make changes. I mean, I know of people who make career changes way into their, their career. Like, you know, I have a coworker who is going back to school and she has three children and she's, you know, much later in her nursing career, but, you know, decided that she wanted to pursue her family nurse practitioner degree. And initially she was like, well, am I, am I too old for it? And I'm like, no, like you always have room for growth and, and life is about growing and you never stop growing. You never stop learning and it's never too late. Um, and so I think just telling people that it's, it's not too late to learn. It's not too late to try something new and to explore and to change. And, you know, you don't know until you try. I think that's a great perspective, and I think that really benefits the listeners that we have right now. I think that that's something that they can learn and grow from. 
100%. Alrighty, Connie. So now it's time for our rapid fire question round. Okay. We're going to ask you a series of questions and then you'll answer them as fast as you can. Are you ready? Okay. Alrighty. What is a class that you think everyone should take? Anatomy and physiology. <laughs> I think the dissections are really fun. <laughs> The next question is, what is something that always makes you laugh? Oh, uh, my husband. <laughs> kids kids are really funny. I think kids are always cute and, you know, genuine. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the most bizarre thing you have seen while working? Hmm. My idea of bizarre is probably not what the average person thinks is bizarre. <laughs> I mean, people have, I've seen people swallow random things, things in ears, and I guess it could be bizarre to the normal person. <laughs> and I bet that'll even expand as you start to um, get with children because they are probably very prone to sticking things in yep. their ears or swallowing things they're not okay. supposed to. So I bet it'll get okay. even more interesting as you continue. Uh-huh. Who is your female STEM icon? Uh, I mean, I, I think I have to go with like Florence Nightingale because I'm a nurse, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, she like she headed nursing and um, made it a thing. So Florence Nightingale. What do you do to de-stress? Ooh, I really like plants. And so I do a lot of indoor gardening. If I had an outdoor backyard, I would probably do a lot of outdoor gardening as well. But plants. That's so cool. What is your dream destination? Right now, um, I would love to go to Greece. Yes. Oh, Santorini. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> it looks so beautiful. <laughs> I think we're all just waiting to get out somewhere. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. yes. 100%. Uh, what is the best compliment you have ever received? Mm, best compliment I've ever received, I think, was in high school when someone told me that I'm not only a great student, but perhaps an even better person. That's amazing. What is something that you've been wanting to learn? Ooh, I would love to learn piano. That's so cool. What is your favorite hobby? Right now, it's it's plants. I grow things. I propagate it, figure out how to grow more. <laughs> what is your favorite motto or phrase to live by? Ooh, um, favorite motto. Um, so first you fail. So that stands for first attempt in learning. And then you fail. Second attempt in learning. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so for this season, we're also doing a thing where we have a playlist of all of our mentors' favorite songs. So what's your favorite song, Connie? <laughs> oh, man, favorite song. Um, maybe it's A Thousand Years by, is it Christina? Yeah, I think so. Christina Perry? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So a question we'd like to ask all of our guests is, where you're standing now, what advice would you give to your high school self? Yes. Um, so an advice that I would give my high school self or middle school self, um, I used to always be in awe of people who are super talented, like child prodigies that, you know, made it to college when they were 10 or started their own business or could do some incredible thing like sing on American Idol. But I think it's a little bit overrated in, in that in that you can always 
you know, pursue things and develop a talent. I think that natural talent is um, rare and far between, but hard work and discipline supersedes natural talent. So I think um, that the, the advice that I guess would be that um, uh, learning it supersedes natural talent. Um, and so if you have something you love and you want to explore and you'll learn, then you will succeed and do very well and develop a talent. Um, Aristotle once said that excellence is never an accident. Um, it's always a result of high intention, sincere effort, intelligent execution, and it represents the wise choice of many alternatives. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. And that was a quote from Aristotle that I had actually included in my application as a nurse practitioner, going to nurse practitioner school. That's amazing. Connie, that's such a beautiful, like, I love that because I feel like it's so easy to, to compare yourself to others. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like hearing that just, it makes me feel better already. <laughs> so Yeah. Just find your area, you know, your niche area. Definitely. And a new thing also with this season is we are doing a trivia question of the day. So we'll say the trivia question in this podcast episode and then all of our listeners can go to our social media pages where they can find out the answer. And our trivia question for this episode is which blood type is considered a universal recipient? If you want to know the answer, check out our Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Connie, for joining us on this episode. It's been an absolute pleasure and privilege to talk to you today. Um, on behalf of STEM Blazers, we want to thank you for sharing your story and your passions. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we had some really great discussions and you provided so much amazing advice. Definitely. I think that our listeners will really benefit from being able to hear from you. Lastly, I want to thank the listeners for joining for another STEM Blazers episode. If you want more information or to stay up to date with what we're working on, check out our website at stemblazers.org or our Facebook and Instagram pages at STEM Blazers. See you on the next episode.